welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. And we have Madia back with us today. Madia is quite a pioneer in the Chattanooga area. She has been a part of why yoga, I think, has blossomed in this area as an Enneagram 7. She's been a visionary and, and kind of saw how yoga could grow and we could build a community here. And she's been a big part of that. She's the founder of Madia's Healing Arts. She's also the owner of Chattanooga Yoga School. She also has a lot of expertise about chakras. And so we're talking with her today about the heart chakra, the throat chakra, the third eye chakra, and the crown chakra. I think you're really going to enjoy all that she offers in this episode. So thank you so much for joining us today, and let's go right to the interview. Tell us about the imbalances in the heart chakra, mm-hmm. and, and then how we can find healing for that. So heart chakra, anahata, mm-hmm. which anahata. translates to unstruck, mm-hmm. and it's the color green. And located, you know, energetically at the start at the center of the chest, and it, you know, heart chakra like physical symptoms, you know, or I should say, just things that would alert you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is heart problems. You know, yeah, um, lung issues. Um, so if you're having any kind of disease that's around the heart, the lung, that kind of thing, and then pain, physical, like. Muscular discomfort uh, mm-hmm. between the shoulder blades because remember it goes all the way through. It's not just the front. Yeah. So between the shoulder blades, that tension and which a lot of people do collect there. Mm-hmm. And this is the emotion. This is grief. Mm-hmm. Unhealed grief is here. Mm-hmm. So it you know if it if that's not moving through, you might start to have physical symptom. Yeah. Like if you're not able to transmute that and transform it. It also goes out into the arms. Mm. So if you've got difficult, you know, so shoulders are going to blend a little bit into the throat. So remember, none of this is hardcore, you know, transition. So all the chakras are bleeding into each other. Right. Okay, so there's not a hard stop. But, like, the shoulder is going to be, you know, both throat and heart. Mm-hmm. But the whole arm is most is really heart chakra. So any issues okay. with your arms and joints and wrists and hands and things like that, you want to look at, like, you know, where, and this is relationship different than the second chakra, the second chakra being in that sensual, sexual place. The heart chakra relationship is really love, just love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's love and it's boundaries. Yeah. You know, how are we with our boundaries? Are we too open or mm-hmm. too closed? Mm-hmm. Um, and what are our love relationships like? And so, um, and yeah, because our heart can be too open. It can too. be too open. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just like mm-hmm. any of these. They can, mm-hmm. all of these. It's mm-hmm. about too open or too closed. Mm-hmm. And so like in a yoga practice. Okay, so I found that mine was too closed. Right. Okay, so I was too boundaried. Yeah. Okay, so I went, did go, you know, so I was very like, this is what I mean. Things are shifting. I can feel myself. And back to my point earlier, I couldn't do it through the emotional gateway. Right. I couldn't open my heart by saying, yeah, I should be open. I should be more vulnerable. I should, that wasn't working. Yeah. So what I did on purpose, strategically, was for a solid a minimum of a year, I focused on chest openers. Mm-hmm. I did every, everything I could to be passive, mm-hmm. not, not forcing. Like if I were to go and try to force my way into wheel, and that's mm-hmm. another one that a lot of people force themselves into. It's, it's 
preferable that you do something that doesn't cause you to force yourself into, but mm -hmm. when it comes to the healing of the chakra, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of chest openers, and I honestly felt like it was doing something. Yeah. Like, without me having to, like, do it up here or yeah. do it in my emotional space. It was, like, opening me up. Because remember, the way, and this is, I do I do a lot of workshops and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and focus points on body language. Mm -hmm. And so the way we hold, there's a whole lot of information mm -hmm. just by the way we hold our body. Oh, yeah. So if you're, per, you know, you don't know it, but if you're walking mm -hmm. around a little bit like this, yeah. you're close. She's talking about shoulders forward. Yeah, rolling shoulders forward, then you're feeling it and so are other people. Mm-hmm. So I think what was happening was I start, I was moving in the world a little bit more like my heart open, my shoulders down, my chest open. Mm -hmm. So then I got reflected back mm -hmm. that I was more open. Yeah. The more I'm in five-pointed star goddess bridge, the more open I am. Mm -hmm. I totally believe that. Um, so this is what we came up with for, for mm -hmm. heart chakra imbalances. And this is just a maybe, but... For um, the one, lacking compassion for themselves or others. For the two, lack of balance between giving and receiving. So like you said, sometimes you can be too open and the twos can open their heart and give too much and need to be more boundaried. For the three, uh, their feelings are repressed and they become low in empathy. For the four, they feel shame, sadness, and other negative emotions, but they struggle to experience joy, which is a heartfelt emotion, and the fullness of life. And then for the five, they live in their head only, and they detach from their heart space. For the six, their heart is not open, and so they struggle with trust. That's a big thing for six and eights, that they struggle with trust. For the sevens, they run from their emotions and heart space and suffering, through adventure and gluttony. And then for the eight, they need to be strong, and this, so this presents them, prevents them from vulnerability, yeah. like we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. And then the nines only feel positive emotions, but they struggle with their anger, mm -hmm. so they disconnect from their anger. So that's a little bit about what we came up with for the heart chakra, or chakra. Uh, <laughs> and then the throat chakra, um, I, I always remember in uh, yoga training with you, you know, trying, it was again about balance, trying to find balance between speaking too much mm -hmm. or speaking too little. Mm -hmm. And so can you tell us a little bit about mm -hmm. why that's important? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So throat chakra is the shuddha, and mm -hmm. it's blue, like an mm -hmm. azul, like a blue color. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it really, it's, it's creativity as well. Some of these kind of are similar, they're going to have some overlap, but this this one is about communication and it's about not only how we speak and how we communicate but it also is what we're it's also listening mm -hmm. so i don't talk about that aspect as much but it is listening as well mm -hmm. um but it's it's our ability to either like a lot of people either squelch what they want they don't say what they want to say or people explode mm -hmm. you know or they say it in a harsh way Okay. So it's this healing of the throat chakra is a place of like, how do I say my, how do I speak my truth? This is the truth place. Yeah. Like my truth is yeah. the throat chakra. How do I speak my truth in a way that really going back to yoga and the ahimsa and satya. Mm -hmm. So in the eight limbs of yoga, the yamas, the first two, ahimsa and satya are really mm -hmm. like, I kind of, I, I kind of call them the king and the queen. Like mm -hmm. it's kind of like you want to make sure that when you're speaking your truth, 
that you're doing it in a way, and this is tricky. Mm-hmm. It's a really tricky. I do a whole lot of study just on mm-hmm. this, like programs around how do you communicate in a way that's very truthful, but also kind as possible. But sometimes yeah. it can't. I'm just going to say this. This is debatable and yeah. worth discussion, but um, sometimes it is uncomfortable to hear the truth. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, I think you know, some people end. have to move towards yeah. conflict and, yeah. and being yeah. more comfortable with speaking up in the midst mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. you know, in the midst of their anger, in the midst mm-hmm. of, um, you know, just mm-hmm. something that's really tough. And, and that it's particularly that's true for the nines, that mm-hmm. they run from conflict. So mm-hmm. truth does not always mean that it's going to be comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. And that um, some of the types do have to move towards speaking up in the midst of hard things. So. And this is one of my places right now where I'm, I'm working an edge of, like it's one of my, one of my places I want to say of big interest right now my investigator, Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. very enthralled with the idea of, um, I'm really been contemplating that uh, seriously, almost all issues in real, like, dysfunction or disconnect in relationship is communication. Yeah. And um, I'm seeing that what I would love to develop, I'm just thinking about how I want to do it, but around, like, there is a program called Nonviolent Communication, which is a very powerful program, Um, but how... When you, most of the time we have an issue with this throat chakra and we get triggered and we're dysregulated. So I go back to the point of the other things Mm -hmm. we spoke about earlier is if we know how to really regulate ourselves and notice that our nervous system has gotten, has gotten hijacked, Mm -hmm. we need to be able to communicate, Hey, I'm feeling triggered. Like, in this moment, I, I think something is happening inside, mm-hmm. and I would like it if we could just take a pause, and mm-hmm. I'll, we can t- finish this later. That feels real simple. I mean, sounds real simple, but is very hard to do in the heat of a moment. Yeah. But if you got that down, your relationships will be transformed. Yeah. Transformed. For sure. Like, if you and I, even like, like if something were to happen... And instead of like shoving it down, like if something upset one of us, mm-hmm. and instead of just saying, just churn it off, and then you feel it. See, mm-hmm. our whole body is holding mm-hmm. it. You say, look, this just happened. I'm feeling this way right now. Like I need some space, mm-hmm. but I do want to return. Yeah. You say I want to return. Yeah. yeah. Huge. It is huge. It is huge. And like some people just tend to blow up. Yep. And, and speak too quickly, and some people tend to shut down and not speak at all, mm-hmm. and, and to work on whichever the extreme is for you is and, really important. It's and vital. then back to the swadhaya of yoga, the self-study of yoga is, you know, knowing this about yourself, just like the Enneagram, okay, mm-hmm. it helps you kind of know yourself. So it's to use this information, these tools, these maps that we've been talking about, and that you know this about yourself. Like Socrates, I know thyself. Yeah. So I say to myself, like, if you're a person that shuts down, that's kind of how you do it. You know this. Mm-hmm. Or you're somebody who loses it and it comes falling out. You know this. Mm-hmm. So in your relationship, you go, I just did it. Mm-hmm. I just let it out too big. And I said something that was really uh, harsh. And I want to say, hey, I'm sorry. This was wrong. Let me take a pause and let's come back. Mm-hmm. The quiet person might have more of a challenge because they mm-hmm. they shut down. You know they were they have a they really have a hard time saying it. So they mm-hmm. would have to practice. Hey, I'm shut. I can sense I'm shutting down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to this. Yeah, and what helps us in yoga to open up that throat, the throat chakra? So singing, 
So chanting, mm-hmm. om, even just oming, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's a very much of a sound. This is sound, the element sound. Mm-hmm. Okay, so heart chakra is air. Yeah. So, so, so this is vibration, mm-hmm. vibration. So you can do it that way. Also, anything to do with the neck. Mm. Any kind of neck work. And like I like to do a cervical, like a neck roll. Yeah. You know, kind of like at the end of practice in your Shavasana, you could do like a little neck roll if you know your throat chakra mm-hmm. is a little off. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just a quick one. There's a whole, there's a whole lot more. Ooh, Maria, I love that reminder to sing and to om and to chant and that that is a way to care for our throat chakra. I also wanted to connect the talk styles to the throat chakra. So each of the nine types is a way that they tend to show up with their voice. And I think that looking at that and looking at how you tend to speak and maybe watching the way you overdo your own way of speaking can probably connect with this idea of the throat chakra. Like we were talking about speaking too much or speaking too little. So for the type one, they tend to be critical. And sometimes we call their talk style the preach and teach talk style. And so they have to work on their judgments, on their high expectations. And when they do that, when they work and notice those high expectations, they can start to soften towards themselves and have just more grace in their speech, more grace towards themselves, more grace towards others, because remember, their voice is also very negative towards themselves. They have an inner critic that is often harder on themselves than on others. But there's that correlation between how we talk to ourselves and how we talk to others. So I think that when a one starts to notice that and be kinder to themselves, it really, really makes a difference in this area of the throat chakra. And then for the type two, my type, the helper type, we tend to have the talk style of help and advice. So how can I help you? How can I advise you? But again, we're helping so much uh, that we're ignoring our own needs. And I think that sometimes it can be kind of a little bit annoying to people when the helper is always um, saying, this is what you need to do in order to uh, fix that problem. And people can hear the ones that way as well. And so we have to be really careful of that and also know that when we are always um, showing up for other people, we're not showing up for ourselves. And it can be really important for the twos also uh, to have a voice that's about their own needs and to really tune into that voice that says, this is what I need and I'm going to speak up and take care of my own needs. So I think that that can be really healthy for type two. The talk style of the three, uh, which is our achiever type, is self-promotion. So they tend to promote themselves. They tend to speak up about what they're doing in their careers, their goals, their achievements. But what that means is that they don't always um, show up also with an authentic voice because the voice becomes about image and not about authenticity. And remember, they can be a little bit of a chameleon, so they can also walk into a room and think, ooh, I wonder what they need to hear in order for me to make this sell. So instead of being authentic, 
They can have motivations that are about success because of their fear of failure. But if their voice can be about, you know, what, a, what do I really want to authentically say? Like that could bring a lot of healing in the throat chakra, I think, for them to realize, like, I want to be real. I want to be authentic. I want to be my true self. I think that's really important for a type three. For our type four, I sometimes call it Debbie Downer speech. They tend to get stuck in sad stories, sometimes in being a victim and what's going wrong in their life and what's hard. Instead of thinking about, oh my goodness, look at all that is surrounding me, all the goodness of life, all the goodness in my life. And when they can find balance between gratitude and pain, the four becomes a really healthy version of themselves. And that's true for all of us, right? So even as you um, hear me talk about all nine types, there might be several talk styles that resonate with you that you know inside of yourself that you need to work on these. And that's true for me as well. So the type five, their talk style might be called dissertations. And they tend to be kind of a professor type who will um, just rant for a long time about um, their views and, and their thoughts because they are a thinking type and all that they know. And remember, they have a fear of incompetence. So they're trying to tell you all that they know in order to prove to you that they are competent. But I think at some point, this stops other people from hearing them. And while they also can go on and on with people they're comfortable with, sometimes there's other ways that they don't use their voice because they don't show up in the world enough. Um, and they, they, they are in that fear triad. So I think that there's ways that they try to play it safe and stay in their own little bubble and that can also be a detriment to them. So some fives need to think about, am I speaking too much or am I speaking too little? Because I think they can go either way because they do have that professor voice of wanting to prove their competence. But then sometimes they don't show up in the world enough. And then the type six, we might call their talk style the catastrophizer because they're always speaking from a place of fear. And... They also can be a little bit critical of other people like a one, but it's for, for a different reason. For a one, it's about right and wrong. And for a, a six, when they get critical, it's because they're not sure if they trust others. They're not sure if they're safe. Um, and, and they can also struggle with receiving compliments from other people. And so I think that in order to get into a better place with their throat chakra, the the six really has to be um, more open and have more courage and know that the world is indeed much safer than they think that it is. And I think that that can change their talk style. So the type seven, their talk style is sometimes called the witty anecdotes. They're really funny. I mean, I, I've always said I think everybody... And the head triad tends to be quite humorous, but particularly the type seven. And uh, they also, in addition to having that wit, another way that their talk style shows up is idea after idea. They are an idea factory. And because of that, they can start to speak frenetically, 
where their um, speech is not slow and they're just going from one idea to another. They're not always executing those ideas. They're just coming up with them. Um, but that also can keep them from participating in a conversation with somebody because they're just looking so far into the future and one idea after another that they're a little bit frenetic and not in the pre present moment. So that's something that a seven has to work on with their throat chakra is getting just more grounded, being more silent, um, noticing when they need to speak and not speak, that there's a time to speak and a time to be silent. And then the type eight, um, we might call their talk style the ortho authoritative talk style or the CEO talk style. Um, they're, they're just very commanding. Um, but what that can mean is because they are so articulate with their voice and, and so bold and such a leader that other people can feel like they don't have any space in the room and that their voice doesn't matter. So I think sometimes the eights have to really work on, am I talking too much? And also with their speech, working on um, instead of giving directions and telling people what to do, can they work on it being more collaborative? Um, so when we're thinking about the throat chakra, um, not you have to do this or you need to do this, but just talking with other people about, you know, would this spark life for you to do this? And if so... Uh, let, let's move forward together. So just being really careful with their their authority and their power because they have a lot of it. And what that can mean is that other people don't feel like they have a voice. And then for the type nine, they do tend to be the type that um, needs a voice, that they tend to be the speaking too little type when we're talking about the throat chakra. And so um, they need to find their voice. They need to learn how to speak up during conflict, to vocalize their needs. Like we've talked about before, to say, this is where I want to go to dinner. And so I think that learning to speak up is important for all of us, but especially for that type nine. So those are my thoughts on the throat chakra. But I also wanted to know, Madia, just any of your thoughts. I know your time is precious, so uh, just let us know what other thoughts you have about our next one, which is the third eye center. In Ajna, Ajna, you know, um, so we, you know, the third eye is such a, you know, it's vision, it's your imagination, it's, you know, your intuition. It's kind of, it's also a place where we start to shift the belief system. Mm -hmm. So this is a really powerful place mm -hmm. because this is where we change the way we see. Mm -hmm. And so this is also goes back to when I was mentioning, gosh, all that, the yoga sutras and how, you mm -hmm. know, really yoga is basically a mental practice. It's a mm -hmm. mental spiritual practice mm -hmm. at its core. Mm -hmm. And so our belief systems are what, you know, are really what dictate what's happening in our realms. Mm -hmm. I mean, what we believe what we believe we see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is the place that that's the place, you know, mm -hmm. for that shift. And so like, you know, I do things like, um, you can do guided visualizations. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect thing for the uh, third eye. Mm -hmm. Um, and then physically anything that you start, like I do a lot of things where we contact the third eye physically, 
Um, you can do anything. We can start to move towards inversions, really, when we start getting up here mm -hmm. in this realm. Mm -hmm. More inversions and things like that. To have more clarity. Yeah. And to maybe not get stuck in rigidity either. Yeah. You know, with our beliefs when you're talking about beliefs. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. beliefs in and of themselves sort of kind of contain rigidity. Mm -hmm. um, so it's almost kind of hard to separate that out. Even if mm -hmm. you have a positive belief, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it still has a boundary. Mm -hmm. So um, it's not bad to have a belief. Mm -hmm. That's right. not what I mean at all. Right, I hear that. Um, but, you, but my, again, another edge, a place I'm, work, I'm with in my life is um, being really flexible to what I believe. Yeah. And yeah. this ties to what's happening in the world. Yeah. So yeah. I just say, so I really want to not be, and what I want to say though, I don't mean like floaty. Yeah. I don't mean floaty and like changing wherever, I mean like open and mindful and thoughtful yeah. that I could be wrong. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Doesn't mean changing like on a dime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm very, very, very attentive to that. That we don't hold truth in our hand. Yes. Yeah. To know that. And really, mm -hmm. if you're going to define, and I just, don't if you want to define intelligence i think it you know it's better defined as open mindedness mhm mm mhm mm i mean because i think what gets caught up is if you have a really high intellect and you do have an ability to accrue information mm -hmm. and um have a lot of facts and information it mm -hmm. can actually cause you to be limited in that you think you really know mm -hmm. okay yeah and and, and yeah. the enneagram and yoga are are inviting us to different types of, of intelligence. Mm -hmm. There's a body intelligence. There's a heart intelligence. Mm -hmm. There's a, a spirit intelligence. Mm -hmm. And then there's the wisdom, the mind. And so it's that integration of all of them. And, and a wise person mm -hmm. has all of those parts mm -hmm. of themselves. Access to it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so that's really powerful and important. And then the crown chakra is really, you know, it's going to be, you know, where we really start to transcend Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's the place of like, um, you know, where we, if you do, again, yoga doesn't have uh, the beauty, I mean, the beauty of yoga to me is that it doesn't say you have to have a belief. Say back to the point, mm -hmm. you don't have to have a particular belief system to practice yoga. Right. It's not a religion. Yoga in and of itself is not a religion. Yoga, religions practice yoga. Mm -hmm. So like Hinduism, Hindus and Buddhist and they practice yoga. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, but it's not yoga is separate. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, but 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 it did start. Yoga did have a spiritual. It did start that way. Mm -hmm. There was a belief in something bigger. Yeah, you can read the yeah. yoga sutras. Yeah, it's something feet. bigger. Yeah. And I think the beautiful, I just love, I mean, I think it just feels very strong to me, my interpretation and the way I read and understand it, Jesus can be fully a part of this. Like it is completely mm -hmm. a part. Mm -hmm. Whatever, whoever you really align with in your higher power mm -hmm. or you don't have one mm -hmm. and you're a person who doesn't have that as a pathway, it's totally fine. It's mm -hmm. totally fine. Mm -hmm. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, the, the spirit. So, that, the, this crown chakra represents, like, originally it's this idea that there is something, there is a, something bigger, and we are united to that. 
Yeah, you know, yeah kind it's of about saying. that connection to mm -hmm. ourselves and others and to the divine, mm -hmm. which we see in all yeah. major religions in yes. different ways. I yeah. see them in all, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So whatever your path, you know, yeah. let yourself have that. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. We did it. I cannot thank you enough. The fact yeah. that you not only are here, but here with so much grace and ease and generosity instead of, oh, I guess, I don't know, gosh, <laughs> it has been so wonderful. And I know y'all are experiencing this for the second time, but for me, it has been such a treat. Well, you set the tone, you two, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it goes all of this. So yeah. thank you. And, I, and, you know, it is an honor to be asked. And I do appreciate you you really right. asking me. So thank, thank you. you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, you're you're part of the forefront of yoga yes. in Chattanooga. Yes. Part of why we the are. Roots, the yeah. roots, baby. The roots of, Back to the of yoga yes, in Chattanooga. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean. If you're newer to Chattanooga, Madia is is part of why we have such a vibrant yes. yoga community. Oh, I agree. It's no, truly, it's true. Oh, it's true. Thank you. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. So your your vision yeah. as the seven has led Thank to the city yes. full yes. of so much yoga and yes. so many different types of yoga. And again, coming back to yes. celebrating all the different spaces. But um, mm -hmm. but we honor you and we. Invite people to check out Chattanooga Yoga School, yes. Madia's Healing Arts. You can also do um, coaching sessions with Madia, and we would commend all of that to our listeners. Yes. And so. do we just do link? Do you do you want me to give links at the? Yes. Yeah. We yes. No no no. We include every oh, okay. single one when we post yes. on our yes. website the link to the episode. Mm -hmm. All of that is included. Beautiful. So people Thank can go you. in and they can just click it's directly and get to you. This is so much better than just putting like a little, you know, know. this is the way that people will know, yes. when, you know, yes. to know someone. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Lovely. And my the Instagram, by the way, is the best. Have you guys been having a good time? I yes. think that it has been yes. a good way to communicate. Yes. Like it's not just promotion. Yes. In the sense, because you get to be you. You provide your information yes. too. What you, really, your message? Yeah. Yes. I find it to be really yeah. a cool avenue I to agree. share. I agree. Anyway, yes. we'll have to keep the connection. Thank you so much for listening to this series on the chakras with Madia Swickard. After this word from our sponsor, I'll have a few meditative thoughts on how each of the nine numbers can have more of a sense of being centered in their third eye chakra. So again, we appreciate you listening to the podcast and we'll have some new episodes out soon. like to end with some meditative thoughts for each of the nine types and how they might be a little bit more centered in their third eye chakra. For the type one, they tend to be schedule keepers. They have a very tight schedule. Everything in the day is ordered. But what that means is that they go into how do I get through the day mode instead of enjoying the glory of the day. And so I think for the type one to get into an introspective place, which is what the third eye chakra is inviting us to do, you have to find some rest in the schedule. And so I think that the type one has to learn how to 
move from all the things they have to do to just enjoying life and finding some time where there's space in the midst of their schedule. For the type two, the way that they overemphasize helping means that there's no time for meditation or introspection. I know that sometimes I can take friends' phone calls and miss my yoga time as a type two. That's really easy for me to do. Oh, my friend may need my help, so I'm gonna take this phone call, but then that means that I miss out on self-care. And that self-care allows me that time for introspection where I get connected to the third eye chakra. So it's really, really important for type twos to say no so that they can find that time for introspection. The type three, I think that they focus on doing and this leaves no time for the gift of being and the gift of slowing down. And when they can find time for rest and time for the present moment, they end up finding that deeper sense of self and who they are and that leaves time for introspection. For the type four, their focus on elitism and aesthetics can keep the four from being on a spiritual path. Even though the fours tend to be very deep thinkers and very philosophical, sometimes that focus on image can get in the way. In the same way that focusing on comparing themselves and thinking about what's missing or feeling like they don't belong. All of these things I think can keep them from that deeper spiritual path that they long for and that is actually um, really a part of who they already are. It's just that image, aesthetics, comparison, all those things can get in the way for the type four. So for the type five, overemphasizing thinking or overemphasizing reason think leaves the five very disconnected from their third eye so they need to get into their body which will take them into their heart space and that will leave them time to really go deeper into that third eye center for the type six I think fear keeps them from trusting in the goodness of life and in the present moment which I think is a place where they can find that real connection to the third eye center and for the seven, I think too much activity, this what's next thinking, keeps them from being introspective. And so they've got to find ways to get grounded and be in order to really find that deeper sense of self. For the type eight, all the responsibility of a big job keeps the type eight from having time for stillness from having time for retreats. They're saying yes to so many demands at work that they don't have that time to go deeper inside of themselves. But when they find it, man, they can go deep inside themselves. So I would just encourage the eights to make space for retreats and stillness and rest because their leadership and their work demands do tend to get in the way. And then for the type nine, prioritizing the needs of others keeps the nine from finding a strong inner voice, a strong sense 
have just um, knowing and being intuitive and finding that third eye center. So those are some thoughts for how to find more balance in the third eye chakra. I hope this focus on the chakras that we've had has been supportive to you. Know that the light in me sees and honors the light in each of you. Thanks for listening. Namaste, friends.